I don't know. Hey Alexa, what's the definition of fable? A fable is an abbreviated fictional story that aims to teach a moral lesson. Typically, animals or inanimate objects are portrayed as protagonists in the story, and anthropomorphism, or giving the characters human traits, is employed to convey the desired moral. Fables can be written in prose or verse and may feature other mythical creatures or natural forces as main characters. Okay, okay, that could work. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rock and Roll Fables with Kenny Bodkin. Okay, I got a story for you. So in 1989, Tom Petty was 39. He puts out Full Moon Fever, which was his biggest commercial and critical success, peaking at number three on the Billboard charts. It was certified five times platinum. It was a huge seller, and it was the first time he had made a solo album without the Heartbreakers. A lot of them were on the album, but... It was the first time in anything that he put out said Tom Petty and not the full band. So, the album contained big hits like uh, Free Fallen, um, Running Down a Dream, and I Won't Back Down. When Tom first cut the song, he was hesitant to even put it on the album because of how personal it was to him. Uh, he was thinking it was too honest and he wanted to disguise it up a bit before finally uh, ending up with the version that most people hear today. So he played it for George Harrison, his close friend, and of course, the Beatle. <laughs> so he played it for George, and um, they get to one line in the song, and George made a face. It was during the chorus, and the original line was um, standing on the edge of the world. And, um, and George, you know, made a face and Tom stopped and he said, what, what's the problem? And he says, that's kind of a, you know, bad line, bad grammar. You know what? Why would you put that in there? We, you can do better than that. So they batted around a few lines and, um, they ended up with the, the line that we, that we know today, which is, um, there ain't no easy way out. So not only did they change the uh, lyric to that lyric, but George also helped him out on the video uh, with him, uh, Jeff Lynne, and Ringo Starr being Tom's backup band. Seven years later, Tom Petty becomes good friends with Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash is recording his second album with Rick Rubin, uh, titled Unchained. And they were looking for a good backup band. And Johnny, this was his 82nd album. He could choose anybody in the world. And he ends up choosing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers to be his backup band. 
Johnny sent a birthday card to Tom one time says you're a good man to ride the river with when the dogs are looking for their bones and it's raining ice picks on your steel shore in 2000 Johnny put out his third album with uh, Rick Rubin called Solitary Man and uh he did I Won't Back Down on it with Tom playing guitar and singing background vocals on it and it made Tom wish he had just written it and handed it to Johnny because his version was uh, he felt so much better than his own ain't that something and I'll keep this world from dragging me down gonna stand my ground and I won't back down Okay, I got a story for you. Um, on uh, the 26th of January, 2009, I got to go see ACDC in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, ACDC, of course, uh, an, an amazing band, legendary. Um, and this tour was the Black Ice Tour. And it was the band's first since um, 2001. Um, like I say, it's in 2009. And it's the, it was the last tour with uh, founding member and rhythm guitarist Malcolm Young, who left the band in September uh, 14, due, uh, 2014, due to being uh, ill, and he passed away in November 2017. It was also the last for uh, longtime drummer Phil Rudd, who was charged in November 2014 with hiring a hitman to murder someone and possession of drugs um so that was it was a it was a pretty landmark tour i'm I'm glad i got to see um malcolm before he uh, could no longer perform anyway um one of my favorite quotes from acdc is uh is angus he goes uh, i'm sick to death of people saying We've made 11 albums that sound exactly the same. The truth is we've made 12 albums that sound exactly the same. I love that sense of humor. I love, I love this band. And, um, uh, and I was really lucky to go, uh, go out and see him. So um, my son Nathan, he 
uh, bought tickets, uh, gave me a ticket for Christmas. Um, so we we set out from Albuquerque to Tulsa to uh, go see that show. And we get, uh, I think about as far as Amarillo, and the weather turned extremely nasty. It was a ice storm um, where the antenna on your car gets frozen over. I remember uh, at one point hanging out the window, uh, pouring bottled water on the windshield because um, it had like frozen up and our uh, our sprayers for the windshield wiper fluid had frozen over so we couldn't get any water to it to break up the ice so um, and, and as you can imagine the roads were just horrible there were cars turned over everywhere we were uh, very careful just cruising cruising to Tulsa in our uh, little PT uh, cruiser <laughs> and um, we get um, and we're sure we're going to miss the show we just want to get to the hotel and get to, uh, and get to sleep at this point you know it was, it was miserable I would not wish that trip on anyone so we get there and it's like you know it, it's it's still it's not as late as we thought it was we, the, the show we might be able to catch a little bit of the show, you know. So we uh, we find a a, um, a parking garage, and we go, we, you know, we wind our way to the top and and come racing down the stairs, and um, and the uh, the lot between the uh, parking garage and the um, bank of Oklahoma Stadium is a sheet of ice. So you have to like slow down and walk like Bambi all the way across, you know, this uh, hundred yards to get to the get to the, the thing, you know. And we could hear we could hear uh, music playing, and uh, we get inside and go racing up to uh, um, to our seats. Finally, make it to our seats. Get there, look down on the stage, and we hear good night, everybody. Then we look down and squint our eyes and says, that's not ACDC, that's the opening act. And we were so happy. We hadn't missed ACDC. The, the name of the band that was opening was The Answer. And we were joking, the question is, who gives a rat's ass about the opening act? That's the answer. And we uh, and, and uh, Nate says, I'm going to go get uh, something to eat. And one time says, no, no, no I'm going to stay here. So I sat there and... Uh, uh, he came back and uh, with uh, two wrapped hot dogs, and he uh, uh, he said, uh, um, "Yeah, your your hot dog fell out, you know, on the concourse there, you know." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay, you know, I'm thinking he's messing with me." He gives me the hot dog. I take a big bite of bun and uh, with mustard, and I'm like, going, "There's no hot dog in here," and he goes. Yeah, I told you, I dropped your hot dog. <laughs> but it was fine. It was, <laughs> it was cool. We, um, uh, the show started, and it was an incredible show. You don't think you know every ACDC song until they play them in a row, and then you realize that you know every ACDC song. It was a great show. I'm sure if you've seen them, you would agree. Uh, it's... Um, one of those bands that uh, um, 
just have a, a million a million songs that you know and uh, each one of them is better than the next one so um, it was really a great show and that's something Okay, I got a story for you. Here, Jimmy Rogers was born in 1897, and he was the father of country music. He was vastly popular in the 20s and the 30s, and he had over a hundred songs that he that he made with the Victor Talking Machine Company. He was uh, discovered in the same sessions that the 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 Carter family was discovered in, and he, like I say, was was enormously popular. He had songs like Blue Yodel Number no. 1 which was you know as T for Texas T for Tennessee he did In the Jailhouse Now he did Mule Skinner Blues a whole bunch of songs that ended up becoming country music classics and his style and personality influenced all sorts of artists you know from the likes of Lefty Frizzell Roy Rogers Eddie Arnold Jerry Lee Lewis Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Leonard Skinner, Allison Krauss—just—just—just just to name a few. He was—he was enormously popular. He did his last recording session in May of uh, 1933. He had been struggling with tuberculosis for the last decade, and uh, they actually had to have a nurse, you know, bring him back and forth to the recording sessions and. He took long naps between takes, and two days later, Jimmy Rogers passed away at the age of 35. But wait, here's where it gets really weird. Okay, so about 10, 15 years after he had passed, uh, missionaries show up in uh, Kenya to the uh, Kipsigee tribe at, in uh, the Great Rift Valley of Kenya, and they uh, they brought a bunch of Bibles. There were missionaries and a record machine um, with a bunch of gospel records. But in in the middle of all those gospel records was a Jimmy Rogers record. And the people were fascinated by the sound of Jimmy Rogers. They'd never heard anything like that before. They had only heard their native music, which they made. And being able to hear Jimmy Rogers' music just changed changed their their whole outlook. And um, they went on to uh, incorporate Jimmy Rogers as a uh, as a new word in their dialect, meaning anything new or fresh or different. So uh, many years later, in 1950, um, a guy by the name of Hugh Tracy was going through uh, was going through Africa and he was recording uh, music from the indigenous peoples there. and he came across the Kipsigee tribe. And they have a song called Chimmy Rocha, which was their word for Jimmy Rogers. And they 
uh, played it for him and uh, explained that uh, Jimmy Rogers was was not a man. He was a uh, antelope, half antelope, half man who would uh, visit them at night uh, and dance with the women and um, it was a very spiritual thing to them and it was a very happy, joyful experience to be visited by Jimmy Rogers. Um, so he was no longer the singing brakeman from Meridian, Mississippi. He had uh, graduated to uh, mythical status where he was half antelope, half man. Isn't that something? You've been listening to Rock and Roll Fables with Kenny Bodkin. We can be contacted at kenny.d.bodkin at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and support your local musicians.